This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to BTR Boxing Podcast Network. I am your host, Sean, joined as always by Jamie for this week's Big Fight Preview. We skipped a week last week, guys, because we didn't really feel there was any major, major fights. Although people might say, well, why didn't you cover the Curiel versus Notchinger fight, which turned out to be a, a revenge mission for Notchinger, of course. Well, to be honest, guys, we didn't really want to do that because we wanted to focus on some of the upcoming stuff that we've got going on in the background at the moment. So we felt like we'll take a week off. We'll come back when there are some really, really good fights happening across the world. And this weekend, we have got a, a really interesting fight in the super middleweight division over in Florida. Edgar Balanga, 21-0. Been talked about for quite some time. We've talked about him on this show for quite some time. He's now facing Paddy McCrory, who is someone I've followed since he started his professional career. An Irish fighter who was fighting in all different parts of the world. He's fought over in the UK, he's fought a lot in Ireland, of course. And he's even gone over to Germany and gone and beat one of their prospects. And he's now in a position now where he's got a really, really good opportunity ahead of him in the Balanga fight. And having watched both of them recently, Jamie, and having watched back at their careers recently one thing that strikes me about this fight is that they're both very similar in the way they move about the ring they're both very similar in the shot selection and although McCrory on paper doesn't have the same knockout percentage ratio as what Belanga does in the last six or seven fights he started to really find that power and started to get rid of a few of his opponents uh, one of the most notable ones is Marco Antonio Periban who people will remember from being in the ring with a couple of other of our British fighters. But as he started to progress throughout his career, he's become a better fighter. But this is one of those fights, Jamie, where 
I think we've got two guys who, very similar style, are willing to go headhunting quite a lot with a little bit of body work here and there. I honestly see this one being a knockout. I'm not going to say yet who that's going to be, but I am going to say I can't see this going the distance given the styles and, and, and how they are in the ring and what I've seen of both of them. So I'm going to hand it over to you really to just speak to myself and the listeners about both of these fighters and sort of where you see them at in this stage of the career. Um, yeah, well, hello everyone. I'm just going to say hello, Sean. Um, I'm going to pick up on something that you said about putting a glory before and really being a, you know, maybe as big a puncher as, um, as your man Belanger. But, you know, as, as Belanger sort of uh, gone up in, in sort of clubs recently, you know, he's fought the likes of Steve Rolls. Uh, and your Jason Quigley, who wasn't any sort of great shakes on the world stage, but uh, a decent sort of uh, decent lane to have on your record. He hasn't really produced the goods in terms of the knockouts. I think his last uh, five fights, last five fights have all been by a sort of unanimous decision. So really, it's balanced out. It's balancing out quite well because Brody McGraw, you know, he's showing shades of his power um, in his last few fights. And then you've got Belanger who's sort of on the way down. So uh, it's a nice little, nice little balance, you know. They're both on the seesaw, so to speak, and balancing it out quite well. So uh, the one thing that I would say Belanger has got in his favour, particularly um, over McGraw, is that he's a he's a lot younger, and we know sort of how much that counts for in boxing. Not so much when you're uh, when you're a bit bigger, so super middleweight, maybe upwards, it's easier to get away with being a bit older. But McGraw is 35 now. And, um, you know, is it going to be, is that going to play a factor? Belanger's 26. Um, he'll want to start really impressing, particularly against McGraw Reams, undefeated. Maybe he'll want to start reigniting them gloves and, and make a statement by knocking McGraw out. There's a lot of activity um, in the super mid, in the midway division at the moment. A lot of people trying to uh, knock on the door for the old Canelo sweepstakes that we like to talk about, even though. You know, it seems to have slowed down a little bit. Um, but yeah, these these are the sort of platforms you need against someone like Paddy McCrory, who's got a good record on paper, but it's aging. Take advantage of that age and, and go out there and do a job. That's what I'd be doing if I was Belanger. It's a good fight this this weekend, guys. I, if you are looking to tune into some fights this weekend, this is one of them that I'd say in my opinion, is is a highlight one to tune into. There are a couple of other fights happening in Japan, which we'll talk about a little bit later on the show. Uh, just a side mention as well, we'll talk about him soon. Andy Cruz also on this card, which is being featured on the zone. But going back to the fight at hand, Edgar Belanger, as you've rightly pointed out, as he stepped up in levels of opposition, he's not been knocking everybody out like he once was doing. And now we've started to see the adversity that he's having to face when in the ring with a better opponent and that's good for him as a fighter because now he's getting to that point where he can start to see where his ceiling is at as a fighter and like you rightly pointed out everybody is fighting for the old Canelo sweepstake in the super middleweight division however it's still a very competitive division in general when you look at the the names that are around so you take aside Canelo and you take aside some of the random fights that he's been getting involved in and the rumours of him fighting Jamal Charlo as his next opponent. But you've got guys like Jaime Munguia, who's just been beating John Ryder. David Benavidez, who we know is is 
probably the most favoured fighter to to want to see against Canelo. But then you've still got the likes of Christian and Biller, who's undefeated in 26 fights. Sergei Darevanchenko, who's still around and still doing well in his resurgence. Caleb Plant. We don't know what Demetrius Andrade's doing yet. We've got the WBA regular champion, David Morrell, of course, around knocking people out. So there's a lot of competition in this super middleweight division. And it's exciting to see what potentially could happen. For me, I want to see the best of the rest fight each other. In an ideal world, that's what I'd absolutely love to see. Belanga, he needs to make a statement if he is going to put himself in there with some of those names that I've already mentioned. If he was to knock McCrory out, then yes, like you said, Jamie, he's reigniting that fire in what people have looked at in him previously. Because when we saw him up and coming, we saw him knocking the opponents out and, and he was exciting to see. And then the last five fights, unanimous decisions all the way, but the experiences he's getting are probably invaluable to what he's trying to achieve in this sport. Now, he's going in against, obviously, Paddy McCrory, who I've talked about and mentioned about his career and mentioned what I know of his career. And his level of opposition has also started to get better. But as he's started to move up a little bit more in his level of opposition, he's actually started to get better with his punching power. He's seemingly starting to stop fighters as he's gone on, albeit in his last three fights, of course, there have been points decisions for him, but prior to that, he went on a good run of about four fights with getting TKO victories over Perry Ban, who I mentioned earlier. He went over to Germany and he won the IBO light heavyweight title. He moved up temporarily to the light heavyweight division and beat Leon Bunn, who was an 18-0 undefeated fighter at the time. He based him as well. So I think his, his resume, whilst it's very... Even in some respects, it's it's probably a little bit disproportionate in others. So I think this is probably the right time for these guys to be facing each other. McCrory at 35, you know, he needs a big statement. He needs to push on in his career. If he's going to get any sort of opportunity to fight for another major title in his career, he's got to be putting people like Belanga down. He's got to be getting him out of there and he's got to be saying, look, what about me? I'm here. I'm around. Forget about guys like Belanga. I want the big opportunity. It's going to be interesting though, Jamie, because like I've said earlier, I've seen both of these guys' careers and I've, I've assessed them again recently and I looked at them and I, I forgot like how similar they are in terms of the shot selections, as I said at the start of the show, the, the way they move their feet, the way they try to get and impose themselves on fighters. And what I can see here ultimately is is maybe at times they could negate each other or maybe at times we could see a little bit of a firefight in this fight. And when I made that prediction earlier of seeing a knockout, I stand by it because I do think with the style that these two fighters have both got, I think they're both going to go headhunting pretty early on. I've seen Belanga do a, a little bit of body work in his career. And when he when he works to the body, he does he does look really good. He looks varied. But I think he's, he's going to go in against McCrory, or I think he's naturally the bigger fighter. And he's going to... I think he's going to headhunt a lot against McCrory, and I think that's going to play into McCrory's hands in this fight because he's going to want him to to do that. He's going to want him to come at him like that because what you see in McCrory's career, if you, if you have tuned into it, guys, listening, if you, you've seen his career at all or seen any of his fights, you'll see that he, he likes that type of a fight. He likes that type of a tear-up. So I honestly think this will be a really, really interesting fight between the two of them. And whilst... Our American listeners are probably laughing and going, ah, I don't even know who this McCrory is. He's not really done anything in his career. Everybody will be faving Belanger, of course, because you guys in America will have had a lot more exposure to him. 
really don't count McCrory out in this fight. Jamie, what do you assess this fight like in terms of how this fight could play out and, and, and what both men have got to do here to get this win? Well, um, as you've said before, I think the Americans need to get behind Padraig McCrory because he might be 35, but he's also an Irishman. And there's actually more Irish in America uh, claiming to be Irish, or people claiming to be Irish in America than there are in Ireland. So he's one of your own boys. He's one of your own. Get behind him. Um, in terms of the fight, I think we're going to see, as you're saying there, I agree with you, I think it's going to be a head on in battle. I think most both men, because they're at a bit of a crossroads at the moment, Belanga's not being talked about as vociferously uh, as, as he was when he first started, sort of bursting onto the scene with all these knockouts because things have calmed down a bit and he's, you know, he's boxing his way to the decision. So I think he'll want to prove a point against an undefeated fighter. And uh, Buddy McCrory, the, the crossroads there with Buddy McCrory is the fact that, you know, he's on the up. He's having what, um, what seems to be the new term, the Indian summer of his career. Even though he's not lost, but being an old sort of elder statesman, he's really sort of um, he's really starting to look good and, and look a bit eye catching. So I think, as you say, I think it is going to be one of them fights when we meet in the middle. Um, but McCrory sort of likes to warm into the task a little bit, I think, and uh, I would expect, you know, McCrory to to start a little bit slow, work into the task, um, but. As he's working into the task, I think he'll leave himself open. I expect this fight to be finished in about five, six rounds. I do expect Belanga to headhunt, as you say. I don't think he's too much of an intelligent boxer. Um, and I think that's why he's been, you, you know, he hasn't got as many knockouts because he's not he's not able to work for the openings as effectively as some fighters. You know, when they can score the concussive uh, punches, he's just uh, quite happy to just coast his way to decisions. Um, but Against somebody with a point to prove in Poddy McCrory, I think that will give him give him a really sort of glaring opening. And uh, yeah, we shouldn't see an impressive knockout. I'll say round six. Most importantly, then, who wins? That's the question that I'm sure everybody wants us to answer. Because although we don't hang our hat on predictions, of course, on this show, we don't claim to be specialists in predicting fights. Of course, it's it's gone totally the wrong way at times for the pair of us in different moments of being on this podcast but we always like to try and sort of anticipate maybe how the fight could play out and who would actually win the fight and I'm going to answer first and then Jamie obviously I'll bring you back in and you can you can let the listeners know who you think is going to win and how they're going to win this fight I think we're both solidified in our prediction around a knockout but it's more so who's actually going to score that knockout in this fight and Based on everything that I've said, guys, based on what I've seen of both of their careers to date, it's one of those fights where you could be quite biased in terms of the emotion you have towards a certain fighter. And again, I, I allude to you guys in America and Canada listening who will have seen a lot more of Belanger and probably seen hardly anything, if anything, of McCrory. Naturally, you're going to favour Belanger because of what you've seen so far. When I look at this fight, I look at what, what potentially could happen in it and look at who who is naturally who has naturally been the bigger puncher throughout their career who is who is the fighter that i believe is going to be able to get through and get that decisive punch landed on their opponent i look at balanga as being the man that's going to be able to score the knockout in this particular fight and that's taking nothing away from mccrory absolutely not 
But from what I've seen of both of the careers, I, I do think Balanga does a little bit more than what McCrory does. Even though Balanga can come forward too much in straight lines at times, I do think he will try to overwhelm McCrory in this fight. And ultimately, if he can get in McCrory's face and he can land some of them overhand rights that he likes to, he likes a good straight one-two down the middle as well. But I think what would make a difference in this fight is if he worked the body of McCrory. If he was throwing shots to the body, bringing that guard down up top, I think that's where maybe their openings could be created, Jamie, and where we could see Balanga getting the KO. And ultimately, that's that's my prediction for the fight, guys. As much as, you know, I'll look at McCrory and I've seen his career and I'd, I'd love to see the upset in some regards as, as to what made people think this could be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I would I'd probably see in Balanga getting the win here. I think he's I think he's just got a little bit more about him than, than McCrory has. I'm not saying he's going to be a world beater Balanga because he's not done anything as yet to indicate to me that he will be a world beater but I do think he's good enough to beat Poddy McCrory in this fight don't take anything away from Poddy McCrory I think he's got the punching power to to offset Belanger and cause the upset in Florida but Belanger for me Jamie I think he wins this I'd say within six to seven rounds that's going to be a Belanger KO for me yeah I'm going to say exactly the same thing um six to seven uh, that's normally where sort of uh, Rodrigo McCrory likes to likes to get his KOs. He's had a couple in the second round, I think, but I just don't think he's got. Even though, as I said, their careers have balanced each other out. I think Belanga is, you know, he looks to be the naturally digger puncher, and I think both men, as I mentioned before, they're both at a crossroads. They're both moving forward, um, both looking to shine, and I think that um, attempt to shine will lead to a lot of defensive laxity from McCrory because I think he'll want to just try and get Belanger out there um, and that's going to leave him open and expect to see a concussive knockout So on this card we mentioned a little bit earlier about Andy Cruz fighting going into his third professional fight in a 10 rounder defending the IBF International lightweight title that he won against his opponent Brian 
Rodriguez 14 and 2. I haven't seen anything of Rodriguez, guys. I can't honestly sit here and say I know anything about this fighter at all. So I'm going to sit here and say I know a lot about Andy Cruz, and I think Andy Cruz wins this fight. That's ultimately my comment on that particular fight. So if you are going to be watching this show, that would be someone else to watch out for. You've got Shakram Gassiev as well, also fighting against Pablo Cesar Cano, 14-0 Gassiev, looking to continue his rise in the welterweight division. He's been good so far. I've seen a very few of his fights, actually, on undercards, and I've been impressed with him so far. He's had some good wins against relatively good opponents, so I'll be interested to see how he gets on in this particular fight against another seasoned professional. So, overall, it's it's worth tuning into the card if you do want to see some up-and-coming prospects on this particular one. However, what I will say is I'll switch over to Japan now, which for us in the UK is, is better because we get a relatively decent time to watch these fights, usually in the early afternoon around 1-2pm. So, in Japan, we've got some really interesting fights taking place. We've got... Alexandro Santiago defending his WBC World Bantamweight title, the one that he won when it was vacant against Nonito Donaire, against Junto Nakatani, 26 and 0. He's looked he's looked nothing short of phenomenal so far. I think he's been absolutely brilliant to watch. He absolutely rendered Andrew Maloney a couple of fights back, and he's now in a third weight category looking for a third title. That is a fight I'm looking forward to because I liked Santiago's determination against Nonito Donaire, albeit obviously an aged Nonito Donaire. I liked his determination. I liked what he did in the ring, but he's going up against a guy here who does pretty much everything right. And I think he's going to lose that WBC title. I'll be honest, guys. You're making a prediction on that. I think Nakatani is a is another sensation from Japan. And I think if you haven't already seen his fights and seen him, this would be a good time to really jump on the bandwagon now because, you know going into a third weight, becoming a world champion again, it's it's big news. It really is big news, and it's a, it's a big statement if he can do that, which I anticipate he will. But there are a couple of good fights on this particular card. You've got the younger brother of Naoa Anue, Takuma Anue, fighting for the WBA World Bantamweight title against Herwin Ankaraz in another good fight on the undercard as well. And then you've got Kosai Tanaka versus Christian Suga Rangel for the vacant WBO Super Flyweight title, which is a title previously held by Nakatani. Of course, he's moved up to Bantamweight and he vacated that title. So there were three world title fights on this particular card in Japan. So if you are watching from the UK, it's usually around 1-2pm. Just do a quick double check on social media and of course on any of the websites available to see what time the actual card's starting but it's certainly worth tuning into jamie i'm going to let you come in now and obviously have your thoughts on santiago versus nakatani and obviously the younger brother of naoa anue and then of course the super flyweight title being also on the line on this card um, I don't really, I don't know too much about sort of a new younger brother, I must admit, but Nakatani, um, he is, I'm, I'm going to use the comparison to Inoue really, because, you know, third weight division, uh, the lads in Japan, they just seem to be so happy to just hop, skip and jump through those weight divisions, and Junto's another monster, isn't he? I mean, the way he dispatched sort of Andrew Maloney there, who was, uh, seemed to be quite, quite good company really, absolutely destroyed him um, 
a knockout there. And uh, obviously, you've got Alexander Santiago, who, you know, you, you say the Nico Donaire's an aging the Nico Donaire, but he's also a man that was still, you know, still doing the business at quite an advanced age. So that's uh, that's impressive. There's two men there who've got some good scouts on their uh, on their record, and hopefully that experience will, will lead to a good fight. So I'm looking forward to that. But I do expect uh, Nakatani to go out there and do the business. 20th KO record and um, the inception of yeah another monster in Japan. You know, um, I can't really, unfortunately, and I do apologise. I can't really comment on a new blade too much. So I'm going to let your words sort of echo. In that respect, um, but yeah, I would definitely be tuning into Nakatani because I think he's he's an impressive uh, impressive beast. So also this weekend, of course, I can't be remiss without mentioning a couple of the small hall UK based shows that are happening this weekend. There's actually one in my neck of the woods happening in Oldham this weekend, featuring the return of Mark Heffron. We've got the brother of Anthony. William Dollar Crawler, we're calling him now, MC Crawler. Everything that it goes about Anthony Crawler is his brother who is fighting this weekend as well. He's looking to go 4-0 on this particular card. That is happening in Oldham. You've got a card at the York Hall, Bethnal Green. If you are based in London, there is a card happening there as well. And at the Olympia in Liverpool, Jay Harris is fighting against Conor Butler. British flyweight title, Commonwealth flyweight title, European flyweight title happening as well. So if you're interested in another good scrap there in the flyweight division, that would be definitely one to tune into this coming weekend. But that pretty much sums up the fights that are happening this weekend. I think it's probably a good opportunity to use the remaining minutes of this particular episode to just really let you guys know as we are coming towards the end of our Legendary Night series, the latest episode is now available to listen to. You can find that on the Legendary Nights podcast feed or on this main BTR boxing podcast feed. It is the tale of Sal Canelo Alvarez versus Gennady Golovkin, their trilogy, a modern day classic trilogy, certainly compares to some of the great trilogies in boxing history and it's an episode that myself and Johnston thoroughly enjoyed covering one of the most recent fights that we've actually covered in fact in terms of its its age against the legendary nights podcast and what we're normally used to doing so if you haven't already tuned into that episode please do go and check that out on the feed if you've also enjoyed the Legendary Night Show this year, please do let us know on social media. We've had some really good feedback around the last couple of episodes, in particular the Ben Eubank episode. A lot of people really jumped on the back of that episode and really, really enjoyed it. So if you have enjoyed it and haven't had your say, please do let us know. You can do that on Spotify. If you're listening on Spotify, leave a comment below. If you've not rated us on Apple or you've not rated us on the current podcasting app that you're using, please do rate us on there as well. Just a quick note then from yourself, Jamie. Obviously, the Legendary Night season this season is something that you have been enjoying yourself. Any particular episodes so far that have really captured your attention with the Legendary Night season? Well, the most recent one, um, because it is very close to my heart, uh, Nigel Ben and Chris Eubank. Uh, Nigel Ben is a sort of compatriot, well, he's a compatriot of mine, he's English, but he's also from uh, where I'm from in Essex. Uh, Ilford, just up the road. Um, I've always been a massive sort of 
Nigel Ben fan, and I think he was the, the sort of closest in his time to uh, to a sort of Mike Tyson-esque figure. You know, very intimidating. Just had this air of sort of menace about him, and it was just very. Uh, I really enjoyed hearing the Legendary Rights episode with Chris Eubank and just reliving those moments. Um, I'd only just been born when they had their first fight, but you know, I've sort of grown up with the uh, grown up with the stories that my dad told me, and, and grown up with the understanding of just how uh, just how influential they were on the British boxing scene. So that was really nice to, to hear about. And I also liked Kayla and Christie as well, um, one that our American listeners won't be too familiar about, but again, as a sort of London boy out there and uh, facing the the man who was sort of touted as the next Sugar Ray Leonard in Aaron Christie. Um, he didn't, didn't scale those heights, unfortunately, but... Yeah, just very intriguing. Um, there was a lot of information surrounding that fight that I wasn't aware of, so it's always nice. And I've said to you personally, Sean, and I, the thing about the show, uh, I mean, I've contributed a lot in recent weeks, recent months, but when I was a fan, I'd uh, I'd like to sort of say that I'm a bit of a boxing historian in my own in my own brain. And when you can teach me something that I've not heard, um, it thoroughly impresses me. So, yeah, keep doing what you're doing, Sean and Johnston. You're doing a good job. So if, again, you haven't already heard the show, this season's show, go and check it out on the Legendary Nights podcast. If you're relatively new to the show in general and what we do across the network, please do go and check out our other shows. We have our career profile show, The Darker Side of Boxing, which will be returning this year. We've got some great episodes out there. If you haven't tuned into them, please do go and check them out. They are all across social media. If you're not subscribed to us on the podcasting platforms that are available, just type in BTR Boxing Podcast Network. You will find the main feed and you will usually find all the subsequent feeds for all the other shows that I've just mentioned as well. If you haven't already checked out our Patreon membership service, now would be a good time to do so. We have many patrons who are really, really appreciated by ourselves for the support that they provide to us. It helps us to continue to progress the show and pull out different bits of information like yourself, Jamie, didn't know about. And that's the beauty of being able to get that financial support from our patrons because with that, we're able to pull up things that maybe not all historians actually know about when it comes down to certain fights and careers of individuals, which is something we really pride ourselves on here at this network of podcasts so please if you haven't checked out the patreon page go and check it out if you become a patron you will get early access to the series based content you will get every episode ad free you will also get access to episodes which have not been released to the general public we have a show called boxing through the decades it is a patron only exclusive series we're about halfway through that series and it is about to resume very shortly so please do go and check out patreon.com forward slash BTR Boxing Podcast for all the available membership tiers. And you'll just be doing us a great favor by supporting us and allowing us to continue on this journey and allowing us to keep producing high quality historical boxing content. We pride ourselves on putting ourselves different from the rest of everything that is out there. So again, thank you to those that are already subscribing to the Patreon membership service. It is genuinely appreciated. And that is it for this particular episode. As always, please let us know if you've enjoyed this fight preview. If you think we are wrong in what we are saying, also let us know at BTR Boxing Pod on X or on every other available 
social media app out there just type in btr boxing podcast network if you agree with the stuff that we're saying about what we think is going to happen in these fights also do the same thing let us know if you listen in again on spotify there is a comment section below please make sure you leave a comment below it is genuinely appreciated to see when we see these comments come through and i will read them out on the show so please do drop them comments in below if you are listening on spotify but that is it for this episode. Thank you for listening to this week's Big Fight Preview, the fight between Edgar Belanga and Paddy McCrory. Get watching it this weekend. It's going to be fireworks. It's going to be a knockout. And we'll be back next week with a reaction show and another fight preview for the following weekend. Thanks for listening. See you soon. Podcast Network.